There is a need to try and attain perfection or at least as close to perfection as you can get. And I know a lot of people are moving towards uh, being as hairless as possible in every part of their body. You know, Who among us have not freaked out when you see a hair growing in the wrong spot? You're like, oh, my, I got to do something about that. Hey, men and women. Hey, we were just yes. talking about what uh, Burt Ward had to do in Batman. Apparently, they had to wax or shave William Shatner's chest in uh, Star Trek because Gene Roddenberry believed that in the future men would be hairless. Okay. Well, he's right, because the future is now. And they're they're hairless because they're going in and getting their hair removed from almost everywhere. And, you know, this is uh, something uh, that caught my attention because this woman in Toronto... She um, is is warning others about the lack of regulations governing the laser industry. Her face was burned during a laser hair removal session, and she'd had it done before. She went to this downtown clinic for a touch-up on her chin right before Christmas. She consulted with the esthetician about her skin type. She's black, and she knows it's typically less effective on people with darker complexions. But she said she felt confident, you know, after talking to the esthetician that she knew what she was doing. She went in for her appointment... And she said, I'd never felt pain like that. The esthetician assured her what she was feeling was normal, but immediately afterward, her chin was burning. She said it felt like it was on fire. She had blisters. She suffered second-degree burns. And uh, she now is, there's scarring around her neck and chin. It may not be reversible. She got her money back, but she was shocked that there was nowhere she could take her complaint to. Hard to believe. These are people that are putting lasers on, on people's skin. And the federal government, according to the CBC, is responsible for regulating medical devices, including lasers, while the provincial government are responsible for regulations on how they are used. Ontario's Ministry of Health, it requires that those delivering personal services are properly trained to do so in a safe manner. However, the province's regulations, there's nothing in them stipulating how much training is sufficient. Who else finds that absolutely shocking? Here to talk about how you properly uh, go about finding someone that could give you safe laser hair removal, Dr. Julia Carroll. She's a dermatologist with Compass Dermatology and a lecturer at U of T. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Carroll. Good to have you on. Thank you. This is such an important topic to, to go through, so I really appreciate it. It is terrifying. Uh, as a woman, uh, you know, I, I've had laser hair removal at different times in my life. I know other people have. You know, how do you go about trusting that you're finding the right person to do this job? You know, an easy way to do it is to make sure that there's a physician on site, and not just a physician named, but you actually can interact with that physician and preferably a dermatologist because they really are experts in laser treatments of all kinds. So how do you go about doing that? Do you just ask at the front desk? So, I mean, I think it's, it's going on the website. It's asking if you, you know, if you go in to get a, a laser treatment done, you could say, is it possible for me to just meet with the doctor before I have this treatment? That's something that at our office we do on a regular basis. Uh, nobody at our office is treated unless they met with one of our dermatologists. Have you ever heard of anything like this happening before? For sure. You know, laser is a type of surgery, and we know with any type of procedure, whether it's laser, you're getting a mole removed, you're getting Botox or fillers, there's always risk. And I think that's something people need to understand, that these things aren't without risk. So we do see it. I probably see one to two cases a week in my office of people that are coming in from outside offices with problems. But the thing is that majority of these procedures are really, really safe. The question is, do you have someone in your corner to make sure that you don't get unsafely treated or if you do, they know what to do? 
Are there settings on the machine that could have been cranked too high? Is that a possibility in this situation? You know, it's hard to know because this isn't my patient. I right. didn't see them. I know with you know patients of darker skin types, there definitely is more risk, and there's certain devices that we won't use in our office on patients with darker skin types. And then the other devices that we have, we use, we definitely use different settings. Um, and then sometimes we even pre-treat our patients, and you know, we sort of make them go through a series of, of creams before we'll treat them just to make sure that they are safe. Do you think that there are people, because, you know, you, you walk down the street and you see signs for laser hair removal or laser this or laser that. I mean, they're all over the place. Do you think because of, you know, just all of the signage, uh, we are under the false impression that lasers are 100 percent safe for anybody to use? Absolutely. People start to think of it like a haircut or getting a lash extension, which, I think, you know, you can also have issues with either of those, but at least your hair is going to grow back. Um, so I think it is this inundation in the market where if there's so much of it around, people get their guard down. I was a bit shocked to find out that, you know, there is, uh, according to the CBC, they went out and they asked uh, the government to find out, you know, it, 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 to, to find out what the requirements are for making sure that someone is trained properly. And they found there's not there's nothing stipulating how much training is sufficient when you're going to be, you know, dealing with uh, these medical devices, including lasers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have documentation and they sort of vaguely refer to training, but they don't say how long or who's supposed to do the training. Um, There's no mention of physician at all. And, uh, you know, there's lots of training courses out there. Anyone can get a certificate, but, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, mean anything. It depends on who is the certifier, um, you know, what, how long was the training. And I still think at the end of the day, it's, it's the physician being involved in overseeing the cases. that's really essential. Do you and think they don't even follow the, like the regulations that are there? There's nobody going around making sure, like inspecting, to make sure that even the bare minimum things they say are being followed. So the regulations are toothless. I would say, yeah. So there should obviously be tighter regulations. This should not happen to someone, uh, you know, when they go in to get a procedure done, like something that they think is, you know, they've had done before, laser hair removal. Uh, we need tighter regulations. What has to happen to get us there? Well, I mean, it's hard to know because you think after case after case after case of this that someone would stand up and pay attention, but it it doesn't seem to be the case. So I think it's one of those things that perhaps needs to fall, you know, under a provincial regulation where there's inspection, that there's a, you know, like a course laid out or certain number of hours. I really do think it falls back on having the person who owns the machine, who's overseeing the machine, being trained where you just, just don't have you know, a factory of these lasers running with an absentee, you know, medical director or no medical director whatsoever. Okay, so the takeaway from this is obviously uh, make sure when you walk in to uh, or make an appointment that they have a licensed dermatologist, a doctor, a physician that is going to be not only uh, on hand, but works in that clinic on on a daily basis. Yes, I think that's true. And also I think for this woman too, you know, you have to advocate for yourself. She, it was very, very painful, felt different than the time before. And that could be, you know, a medication she was taking, an illness she had suffered. Something had changed either from the outside or the inside. And so it's important as a, as a patient to also, you know, stand up for yourself and say, this hurts. I want you to stop. I want to speak to the medical director. This doesn't feel like the last time. I know you weren't there, but like the esthetician, you would imagine she would look down and, and see that there, you know, oh, yeah, something's going wrong. Is it is would this be a delayed situation where uh, the laser could burn you and the blistering isn't showing up right away? 
it's possible to have it delayed, but you can also, you know, see changes in color that aren't normal, right, you know, aren't normal right away. So if you're properly office, trained. <laughs> yeah. And in our office, what will happen is if something is, is a little bit off and the esthetician's not sure, they'll stop the treatment. They'll go get uh, myself or my partner, one of the dermatologists in the office, and we'll take a look. But we also have, you know, procedures lined up ahead of time to make sure that no one's medications have changed, their medical condition hasn't changed, you know, every time, because those are things that can make the laser settings act differently, even if they are the same as the time before. So there's a lot of nuances to this that you frankly just can't pick up on a one-day training or a weekend course. And the story is that uh, we are, it's not just a, a beauty treatment we're going in for. This is a medical treatment. We have to treat it like that. Yeah, the official name is laser surgery, and, and that's for a reason. Thank you very much, Dr. Carroll. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Cheers.